be like with right it, on like it. two Wait, inches, yeah. yeah. Just like when you're singing, right? Just like I mean, it. yeah. Uh, Back in the jug band days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one mic for everyone. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, if we ever got one. Yeah. Share them. Oh, wait, that's, there, was there a jug, is there an actual jug band or is... Oh, well, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, there have been oh. jug band competitions. There's probably one coming up at Dovetail in May. And, yeah. and you participate? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we did it at The Amazing Grace yeah. for, I don't know how many years. I went there for 22 years. That yeah. Well, that's why I wanted I to invite say, Karin Kramer. I oh, won't you say can. Oh, yeah, thank you. He'll, he'll make it go, kuffa. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm good, yeah. <laughs> I once made it sound like my friend said he wants to fuck his dog. Oh! It was super easy. Like, <laughs> oh, you just manipulated yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. funny. It's anyway. like the old joke that That's the it. guy stops at the farm and he knocks on the door and the farmer answers the door and he's like, "Sir, I have to tell you, there's there's somebody out in your field screwing one of your sheep." <laughs> And he says, oh, that's my dad. <laughs> that's a, that is a great joke. You haven't heard <laughs> that before? No, wow. I've never heard What's good is we I'm recorded old. it because I never can remember Did you? the jokes. No. Oh, yeah, recording right now. <laughs> that's the only joke Tom always tells. <laughs> Her husband Tom just almost died the other oh day. Oh, my God, yeah, last huh? Saturday, not this one, but the one before, he uh-huh. had a, what they call the widowmaker heart attack. Wow. And thank God for Essentia and ambulances. Yeah, right. It killed his dad when he was 58, that same heart attack. I feel like that's how it tends to go, too. It's like... Yeah, it's genetics. Yeah, yeah. You know... Nice plug for Essentia. They kind of need it. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. They're really struggling. They were so good. They were so good. <laughs> Their building's falling over. Uh, yeah, Is that's it like, falling that's, over? That's what I heard. I heard what? it sinking or something. No. Yeah. Yeah, like it's so the, damn heavy. One of the elevators doesn't work because it sunk so much it's bending the elevator shaft. Is that serious? Wow. Yeah. I, didn't even, I, didn't, I, I didn't know how people knew it was sinking. It was well, people that work oh there go, God. we can't use this elevator because it's bending. Wow. Oh, my God. I've been there way too much lately. Oh, <laughs> I got some nice good. photos though of that day. The it was well, it was foggy. You can't really see yeah. anything. Gotta just really gotta go blast up bladder stones with my dad. And oh, fun! Be the driver just and good old yeah. father son activity. God, father is it son. tiring sitting there doing all that? You're like waiting for them to do stuff to him, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I think it's interesting. I'm like, yeah. this is like a crazy world. If it, if, if it makes me think of uh, ants. You know, it's just like scurrying around on different levels and building giant, crazy things out of sand that sink and fall over and everyone dies. Hey, but we had like the most expensive kick-ass view, like hotel room in Duluth. Up oh, on yeah. the ICU. Oh, I know. Yeah. My dad the was just there, too. Up the lake. Got some oh, of those my God. big windows up there. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, no, he in October, he was in ICU for Eight days. So, oh, yeah. oh, honey. Yeah, I know where the coffee shop is. I know <laughs> where the, you know. Yeah. It's like I understand you know the, the elevators. I, yeah. I know where to park. Yeah. I don't need your valet. Yeah. I got this. Somebody gives you hand you stuff and you can help put it away in different closets and stuff. You can just work there now. I know. It's mm-hmm. like I even just like pull on doors so they let me in. It's like, <laughs> why are you here? I'm like, I'm trying to see my dad. Like, they buzz me in. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? It was. It was a. Where trip. have you been? The twins. <laughs> it's not the twins anymore. <laughs> the break room. But, but they saved his life, so I love that. That's the there thing. They keep saving the life. That's Literally like, well, did it. And like, and I gotta yeah. say, everyone that I've met that works in just medical in general. I don't know how we got onto this topic right away. Yeah. From the nurses to the doctors to just I like anyone that I've met in that whole giant hospital has been really nice it's like vet techs i guess it's like why yeah. would you do it if it's right if you don't right. like it i guess but yeah. i'm sure there's a another layer of oh, yeah. angry people but they must keep them well, in the in the lower levels yeah. I, it's like they're publicly forward-facing very nice but so, you know but nurses keep going on strike and stuff so obviously there's yeah. some, some well, there's something happening to them and, and it's hard you know after covid a, lo- a lot of people with experience quit they're well, done and so it's all young yeah, people. They're not, and that whole system is all brand new in that building. So they're trying to figure it out still, man. And you still know? being worked to the bone because people are sick all the time. Yeah, and, and then it just so. some of the people I talked to are like, it's really a far way to walk to do stuff. Whereas oh, that's that's, thing that's, that's the nurses were, were kind of lamenting about that it's how, a lot of running yeah, around. It's yeah. like. I, maybe it's like a health thing. It's like get your steps in at work. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Except yeah. for that guy that's coding in the back corner. You want to get there fast? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh my. <laughs> Can you just change that to a one? Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> well, I don't know if you guys have met, but the reason I wanted Let's to invite invite my friend Karen Kramer to stop by is she's amazing, not just in jug band land, but in pottery land and sweet human land and uh fun conversation land and uh all yeah, the lands. owner of Duluth Pottery Tile and Gallery. Yeah. For how long then? Because I know you've been in the West End location yeah, since Yeah, I've been in Lincoln Park since 2017. I had my first studio over in Superior next to the Red oh, Mug. Oh, was it the first one? Okay. I think 2001 I moved into that building. I think I read 98. Were you, were, well, <laughs> maybe that's when you moved back to town. Well, you made yeah. all you okay. made all the original stuff for this place when we oh. opened in 99. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Was it not Duluth Pottery in 99? It was. I might I think it like became like an LLC in oh. 2001. Start, <laughs> you started paying taxes. And I moved over. <laughs> well, no, I was paying taxes, but I just I'm didn't just make much. Yeah. Um, but the, <laughs> gave it back. Think, yeah, like, like, that's okay. When I moved into that building, it was 2001 over in Superior. Oh, okay. Before that, I was working at the Duluth Art Institute in their clay studio teaching, right. and that was my studio. Yeah. yeah. And so even when it, when it was in Superior, was it Duluth? And... Yeah, but it was the Superior Division. Oh, yeah. Yes, well, that yeah, was on the right, sign. Right. <laughs> yeah. Superior Division? Yeah. Yeah. It's just a bridge. Get over it. That's right. Yeah, I had a <laughs> That's great... That's a good one, too. I had a great bumper sticker and T-shirt that said that. It had the high bridge on it. It said Duluth Pottery, Superior Division. It's just a bridge. Get over it. But then when the bridge fell down in Minneapolis, I had to can that. Yeah. 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 Oh. <laughs> it didn't go over well. Man. <laughs> Don't be on it. Such a good Don't joke. Don't be on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, no. Scary. Oh. Yeah, cartoon sounds. Yeah. <laughs> so as we're speaking right now, um, there's a clothing sale going on upstairs. I think it's going to start being more regularly if that's something people are interested in. But anyway, some of the stuff is from our house and one of the things that was mixed in with all the stuff was my social security card. Oh, and I don't remember why I started I saying that. Talking about that yeah. at the front oh, that's door why. and quiet voices. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and so, uh, so, so luckily that was recovered. That's I remember now because I after that I discovered that I went and I kind of yanked on my collar because I was. <laughs> That was like, oh my God, can you imagine? That's a really old school analog way to steal a social security number. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. it's like no so kidding. cool. Well, it would have been. A... What would you do with it? That's the thing. Yeah, I know. Like, people... Do you really want this identity? People do. Really? Yeah, no, yeah. no, you do not <laughs> want this identity. I always check all the pockets at clothing sales for five dollar bills myself. Oh, see, yeah, and the cash is one thing, but yeah, my my social security number useless. That's why you go to garage sales, man. <laughs> That's why. You just look, look for cash. <laughs> you got a whole box by the front door. <laughs> so before striking out on your own, uh, you yeah, exactly. Oh. Uh, you had gotten your bachelor's from St. Cloud University. Mm-hmm. Bachelor's is a pretty standard thing a lot of people do. But then you also went on to get your master's from Southern Illinois University, mm-hmm. correct? What... what Made you make that additional leap from to, to getting a master's degree because that's like that's, well, that's big. Well, I think it is anyway. I, mean, I don't know. You kind of got a so I got my bachelor's in glass and I got a biology degree at the same time. Oh, okay. And uh, didn't end up in biology for reasons of moving around following my sweetie. So when we were in West Virginia, I started doing clay because there was no glass for me to do there. And uh, we moved to Southern Illinois when my husband got his first job out of graduate school. He's a biologist as well. And while I was there, I was like, well, there's no jobs here, man. So I kind of wandered over to the clay studio and started taking some classes for fun because I'd done clay before and realized... I could like go to school again, but part of it was I was working at the craft shop there teaching classes and clay and all that. And they said, well, you can't work here anymore unless you're matriculating in a graduate program because this is a graduate assistant position. I'm like, well, I, I don't know about that. And they're like, no, we'll pay for your school. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, why did you just say that? <laughs> so I had to go through the whole process of applying is that to schools. Or is that... No, Carbondale, Illinois. It's Carbondale. way down on the bottom of the state. Okay. Yep kind of Ozarky there. So I had to apply, and I applied to a bunch of different schools at the same time just mm-hmm. to see, you know. But I got in, and it was a good program. So I got to teach there and do all things in clay and forging and, like, bronze pouring and stuff like that. And Yeah. Bronze pouring. Wow. But I ended up yeah, in cool. clay because of it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
mostly glass blowing oh, scars. Okay. Oh. But so I ended up doing clay and I liked it better. Glass is fun. I worked in glass for ten years and but you have to have really expensive furnaces and equipment running and you have to book to make a living at it. You know, oh. you have to do it with other people too because it's really expensive to do by yourself. And the lungs. Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> you don't suck in. You blow out. <laughs> I, oh, you only blew. <laughs> but, but like, you know, when you're... But I mean, just the, Whether the you're working with glass be, yeah. or clay, the silica dust is not good for yeah. you. So you have to be really clean about it. But so I ended up in clay, but I like it better. You know, I can work by myself. And I like making things people use. That's really important. Yeah, I, I noticed you had said something about yeah functional art, and I and I yeah. And what what draws you in, do you think to practical art and functional things and like that? Well, I like to eat, and I like to Ugh. cook, and I like to have people over and serve them food, and I like that the things they get from me are being used in their kitchen. It's like it's like a segue to the art world. It's like you know this beautiful thing you're using made by somebody is opens up your world to having a world, uh, you know, or a life with art in it. Yeah, because you really... And it holds oh. soup, too. It holds, <laughs> you're like, oh, yeah, soup. We should talk about the soup. This field. thing holds soup, and someone made it, and someone made other things in, mm-hmm. in my life. Well, someone probably made that. I, I <laughs> This is another little weird tangent. We, I went to the, the, the Charles Schultz exhibit at the History Center. Oh. I was a little disappointed there wasn't any like original artwork there, but it was still it was still a really cool exhibit. But I overheard one person talking about there was this uh this these light tables with a bunch of drawings of different peanuts characters, and you would go with uh, tracing paper and tr- draw over it. And they said, "Oh, this is probably how they make comics." And I just thought, "No, no, 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 no." <laughs> There's someone sitting there drawing them frame by frame by frame. Like Charles Schultz was just whipping them out or whatever. But you know, anyway, yeah, it just makes me think of that. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, no, there's a, there, there are people involved, and I, I think that's a really... Well, and that's the cool I, part, you know, you're, like, holding on to a cup, like the one that you have at Beaners, and you can feel where my hands were on it and that when I made it, and, you know, that's a really direct connection. Right, yeah, like, yeah. Like, one thing that got me into clay more than other things is when I was in West Virginia and uh, my husband was doing his graduate work, Uh, There wasn't really anywhere to work, so I started digging clay and pit firing because I knew how to do it from taking art classes and stuff or uh, art camp classes and really got into it. I was digging clay, building kilns in the backyard of all sorts of weird things and making cool stuff. And a friend of mine went up to Pittsburgh to a museum, and we got to go in the back of the museum and see the really old indigenous art from America, especially the Southwest, and we were looking at those pots that were fired the same way I was doing in my yard, right, Yeah, and I could see this fingerprint on one of them from like a thousand years ago, and I totally freaked out. Oh, I was like, yeah. and I realized, wow, like I can be part of this long line of people that make things for us to use. Yeah. And that's yeah. cool. That's really cool. Yeah, especially because it's because it's so tangible and practical and used and so it ends yeah. up in people's kitchens and things. Yeah, and, yeah, and everybody yeah. used to fire that way. So it's kinda right. how I got started with clay was firing that way and working up to having electric kilns and gas mm-hmm. kilns and stuff. Do you have a a preference for type of kiln now that you've been um, able to progress? I like all of them. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just a tool, but I'd right. I, for well, maybe, For fun, I really like wood kilns right. because you're really involved in working with it, and you don't know what you're going to get at the end. And don't you mm-hmm. get more colors because of the like sort of the soot and the smoke? Yeah, the, like, the atmosphere in the kiln and yeah. the wood and ash depositing ash it on deposits. it and melting yeah. into yeah, yeah. glaze is cool. That's and, what I like. But then on the other end, the work that I do is highly decorated, and I know what it's going to do when it comes out. Mm-hmm. So, but I like that too. Just depends on what I'm aiming for. And, <laughs> What is, what is the, the kind of the range of items that you currently sell and make or make um, and sell? Well, I do mostly for the work I bring to galleries and have in my shop and do at art fairs. And that it's an earthenware clay body that's glazed with what we call myolica. That's a kind of glaze technique that comes from ancient Persia 2,000 years ago and been all over Europe and that ever since. Um, and there's a resurgence of it in American pottery because everything is about surface decoration now. So I'll make earthenware pots, fire them, put the white glaze on them. That's opaque and it doesn't move so it makes an excellent canvas or piece of paper to paint on and then paint on that with more glazes. And then when I fire it the second time, I get the result. So from start to finish, it's a few weeks for a bunch of stuff. 
what I do is really highly intensive in the decorating part. Did that answer that question? I, I just so. rambled on, yeah, man. I think so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I well, I know, and I know another thing you do is, and or I guess, do you still make mugs or? Are, oh yeah. Okay, because yeah. I know I come across them all the time, and mm-hmm. we're out of them. <laughs> we need more. Well, yeah. they can call me. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, I was thinking of that before this. I was like, we don't. I was at somebody's house the other day, and they were drinking out of one of those. Where was that? Oh, Mary B. But and it, but I also do stoneware things that. And that just means it's a different kind of clay. And generally, some stoneware things are more you put glaze on it and it happens in the kiln rather than you're decorating on it as much. Oh. But you can you can decorate on any kind of clay. So you, you dug clay and there's different kinds of clay. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. I mean, I, I, I and bricks come from clay mm-hmm. and there's red clay and white clay, I guess. But what is it? It's mostly just. Obviously, the area it's from is it more sand in some, or what? What? Mm-hmm. What is the main difference? In yeah, it? I, all I clay, really don't know. All clays you would dig up out of the ground are going to have some variety because they come from a different place. Yeah, like porcelain is almost all quartz. That's why it's white, and it has a very high refractory thing. In other words, it takes a lot of heat to make it hard or melt, so it's stronger and more glass-like, almost almost like dirty glass. And then that comes from deposits around the world that are really directly coming out of mountains and that granite turns into it. Granite also turns into the kind of clay I use. It's just farther from the source and more contaminated with other things. Mm. Everywhere you go, there's clay underneath the ground, especially where there's water. Uh I think because it's the broken down mountains traveling a really long way and depositing in the low areas through rivers and ponds and all that Compressed stuff. Compressed micro sand, I suppose, or something. Yeah, what there's some even, sand in it. Yeah. Or what, mm-hmm. yeah, or rocks and things, I suppose. What makes it so sticky? Uh, usually, kind of, if it's sticky it or seems kind like of plastic and movable, it's because it has other things in it, oh. like organic stuff. Okay. Or, or like the clay I use is earthenware, and that's the lowest firing clays. And it's the most ubiquitous all over the world. There's tons of earth and ever, earthenware everywhere. And um, it fires at a lower temperature because it doesn't have as much of that quartz or granite content mm. in it. And there's other things in it. Like if it's orange, when you fire it, it's got iron in it. Oh. Some clays yeah. come out kind of black. They might have manganese and stuff in them or more iron. And most of them will co- range from white to pink to kind of a brown color because of those materials in there. And there's alumina in it too, so <laughs> silica, alumina, and water make clay. And so earthenware is like the most. There's the most of it, lowest firing, maybe not as tough. Stonewares are kind of like a porcelain with a bunch of junk in it, <laughs> but it has different properties. A lot of bricks are made out of that, and porcelain's a little bit more refined. So you know, china and stuff is mm-hmm. made with that. If it was pretty thick, it'd be hard to break it, especially if you fire it super hot. Yeah. So, like, my firings with my earthenware myolica go up to about, oh, 2180 around there. Um, 2000 to 2003 is stoneware to porcelain temperatures. You're not going to go a whole lot over that because it's going to melt. But it's a lot hotter than... What metal melts at? Wow! Yeah. When you had your homemade backyard one, how hot did that get? Oh, maybe eight hundred to a okay. thousand degrees. Right. Yeah, so Still you wouldn't really glaze in it or anything. Like a pizza oven. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're making me think of the empty bowl with all this talk of pottery, and I hadn't thought about that in so long. Mm. Is, is that still happening? No, it's not. I so miss it. For those. Uh, who may or may not be un- uh, uninformed? What with, what is the empty bowl? Well, I, and I just made me think about it because I've I've played some music for him before, and I had one of my worst mistakes ever <laughs> at the empty bowl, and it was like all the potters would make bowls that mm-hmm. would be auctioned off for charity, right? Oh. And then people would come and get soup and get buy a bowl. Is that how it would go? How did how did it go? How did people get the bowls? They would donate. Or how, how? Yeah, we made a bunch of people made them. All different kinds, like yeah, unlimited. And we had of like a, a silent auction for the really good ones, where people could bid those up, and then we had kind of a night before a lot of good ones that are going for the price they're worth, and a lot of people come to that pre-sale to see a bowls, and then during the day event we'd have 
entertainers like Jason and our crazy jug band and all sorts of folks. And they'd have soup. All the restaurants would contribute soup. And they'd anyone could have soup. You didn't have to buy anything to have soup and coffee or pop or whatever. And then you could buy as many bowls as you want. The ones that were down in the railroad museum, the train museum, they were all like, it start, when we started, they were $15 each. And then it went up to 20 because inflation. You know? yeah. <laughs> but no, the people be would like walk out yeah. with stacks of bowls. Everywhere wow. you go around town, those empty bowls are in their cupboards oh, or their tip jar on the counter. So, so what was your mistake? Yeah, so the I last time I didn't play the empty bowl, they asked if 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 Woodblind would play, and I asked Vaco, "Hey, do you want to play this? It's a cool event." Uh, he's like, "Yeah, sure." And I'm like, "Okay, we can do it." And then it's getting closer. I get a call or an email saying, "We're having trouble getting people to sign up and play. Could you help?" So I helped organize all the music, and then I don't know what I did. I totally spaced it. I didn't put it in our calendar for Woodblind, but I helped set up all the other music. Oh, my gosh. And I I don't know what I did that night. I can't remember. But for some reason, I went to Louis for breakfast, which I never do on 4th Street, by myself, which, I mean, it's like <laughs> I never do this, and I don't know what's going on. I think I had a little headache. I must have done something rowdy. And I'm reading the paper, which I also never do. And there is a whole spread about the empty bowl. And I go, oh. I totally missed it. I totally missed it. <laughs> I lined up all the music and I didn't. It's like the only, probably the only time I've ever not gone to a show ever without like saying I'm sick or someone died oh, or our tire fell off the car. There's always been a reason. Yeah. It's my, the it's, only time that I can remember it, just not showing up. Is wow. that the year when we realized we had a big hole and we called Eric Berry and bless his heart, he came over and played? That could be, oh. probably, <laughs> probably. right. <laughs> well, there's always, you know, it was a volunteer thing. So it was always, we always had to flex. Like one time I got there and I was on the committee for years, so we did stuff. You know, I ran the auction and that. And uh, we got going in the morning and realized nobody had ordered, like, tablecloths and stuff for, like, you know, 50 tables. Yeah, oh, my God. So yeah. I'm running around town, and I went over to the Sheraton and begged them, or to the Radisson. I'm like, can you just give us all your stuff? We need spoons. We need ladles and we need tablecloths and they gave them to us they were oh, lovely <laughs> that's pretty that cool. was the cool thing about that event is everyone in town contributed nobody got paid everybody contributed what they're doing the the tv stations did the radio stations all the makers of the bowls it, i mean the whole town would like put out for this and we'd make the best year we did i think we did seventy five thousand for the Food bank. Yeah, it was Ooh, amazing. The That's worst great. was forty. Oh darn! Oh, right. Oh, yeah. yeah, only forty thousand. It was. That was so great. It just, to did do. someone just people lost interest? Yeah, you know what? We did it for. I think it was it the twenty fifth year before the COVID thing. Mm. Oh, and it was a COVID. And thing. that next year there was just things with a couple of the institutions that were helping with it didn't want to anymore. But I think also you know our whole committee was so burnt. A couple people had moved away. And we've tr and then we were going to try to revamp it, and COVID happened, and it just kind of fell apart, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. I miss it. It was so fun. That was the best run committee I've ever been on in my life. Thank you, Shay Morris from the Food Bank. That's so mm -hmm. cool. Well, oh maybe gosh. someone will hear this. Maybe some young potters will be out there. Maybe, <laughs> maybe the next generation wants I, to help uh, reinvent yeah. this. So, I think you should make a comeback personally. So yeah. as a segue, you know, who started that? was Dave Linus. Oh, cool. Dave Linus ran the Clay Studio, and he and Linda Haben Street and a teacher, Deb Hanu, from the schools, decided to do this thing. They did it in-house at the Art Institute in one of the rooms downstairs. They made like $5,000 the first year. Like, wow. this is awesome. I mean, first year, that is So it good. just grew really yeah. quickly after that, and uh, he's the jug band guy. He made oh. tons of instruments over the years, and we had a band for a long time together. Well, that was another part of like how I knew Karin is the, the jug band and Amazing Grace. Like when I moved to town, Amazing Grace was I'd go play open mic at Amazing Grace. And the jug band scene was just so fun. And, and uh, Karin mm -hmm. would host like hangouts, right? Every week. Maybe? Yeah, we played at our house. or Well, we started. Where did we start? Oh, we started up at the Radisson of all places. I met Jim Hall. 
He's a local musician. Um, and he invited me to this jam that they had Monday nights. And there's a few people that were in that preceding me being there. I could hardly play. I'd just go sit in the corner. <laughs> and uh, they were playing there because I can't remember why, but they were just like out on the patio. And then they moved over to Bev's Juke Joint for a while. Oh, that was a great place. It was. But one night they booked Barry's band at the same time as our thing. <laughs> Barry Perkla. So, oh, we, yeah. so yeah. we listened to Barry's band and then we went over to my studio and played. And at that point, Cat Elder, who owned the Red Mug, said, well, why don't you guys play here on Monday nights? We're like, well, how about if we do it every other night? So we did it every other night in the Red Mug, which was great because then anyone coming through town yeah. would come join us. So yeah. we met a lot of other musicians. And then the off night, we'd do it in my studio because we just wanted to not have an audience and all that, you know, just play together. And um, then... We ended up, when I bought a house, we ended up going to my house on Mondays because it was bigger. Yeah. We could make food and stuff, you know. Well, the Red Mug, if if, if people don't know, it's in the old, uh, is it the, co- it's, the, it's the old, jail? Yeah, it's the old city hall or city in hall. Superior. And and your studio was in there. Yeah, it was And the right Red Mug Coffee House is in the basement. And mm-hmm. right now the spirit room is upstairs mm-hmm. in that cheese shop. Uh, oh, that. I forget the, what, and the jewelers over there. Yep. Used to be a yoga studio there. We had that place filled up with cool stuff. We started... A nonprofit arts organization there that ran for eight years upstairs in one of the courtrooms. We had shows and we got the first Wisconsin arts money from the state up to Superior in like 20 years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool. So we were able to give grants to artists so that they could increase their professional proficiency, have shows, you know, and just kind of provide a space in Superior that hadn't been there for a long time for art it was a great place yeah it was fun and it was great our landlord like really let us do whatever we wanted there (laughs) it was great one year carla stetson we had a may day show which is we kind of made it like spring and about the labor movement in the whole world and carla who is a wonderful installation artist and kind of big outdoor sculptor person her work is all over town here uh did a piece on the building for may day that was I think it was 200 red dresses. Mm. We put them all over the outside of that big building in two rows. And they were just flapping in the wind and stuff. It was cool. And it was a a tribute to this woman who had, I can't remember her name, I'm afraid. She had been part of the labor movement in Superior in the 30s. She's a little diminutive woman. And everybody's like, you got to be careful. You got to hide because... Those anti-union people are going to kill you. And she was like, screw that. I'm wearing a red dress wherever I go. So that was a tribute to her. And there was there's a lot of big labor strife and kind of the labor wars in that era. History in Superior and Duluth. So we kind of honored that and had a big old festival every year. That's great. There was a lot of good energy. And you guys started. God, we had fun. There's, there's like a it. park across the street and you started the, well, I forget what it was. It was not an art fair, but you had, mm-hmm. uh, what was we it? We did have the May Day thing where we, you know, we had the big, you know, Terrence came over and did the whole pole dance thing, whatever that <laughs> thing's called. No, not a pole dance. No, that's wrong. <laughs> May- maple. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. Ter- Terrence Smith and, and the maple. And we started a community garden there so oh, yeah. people yep. could like dug it all up and put a bunch of dirt in or like stuff. a sculpture garden too yeah a sculpture of. garden yeah you know. it was very cool it was crazy we we did a lot of weird stuff it was super fun and then when you buy your house barry perkla lived downstairs no that was actually we rented no, when you rented yeah so bob and cheryl husby are potters in town i've known them since i was 20 i went to art camp with them back then so when we moved here i'm like dudes is there room for a potter? Like, we have an apartment for you. So we moved into their apartment. It's down on South Street, right below Taco John's, and their studio's been there forever. It's an old boathouse. The studio's on the main floor, or it's like a boathouse thing, building. And then above, and then there's a little cement block tube apartment building behind it with a deck over their studio looking at the lake. Oh. So we moved into their apartment when we moved here, and then Barry moved downstairs. And I'd stop over, and you guys God, would be having cr- jug band jams and yeah, food. Yeah, we'd be oh. sitting up on the deck, and he'd get his he'd get his guitar up there and his amps, and we'd like play the lake. And and you made a sauna out of pallets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Sorry. I love yeah. that spot. Yeah, that was fun because I when he'd be practicing down there, I'd, I'd get in the bath and I could hear him. <laughs> it was awesome. I'm like, I'm oh, being serenaded in the tub. 
<laughs> so good. Yeah, that was fun. That was a good place to live, but it was like this big, so we had to get a house. <laughs> yeah, it was little. And it burnt down. Well, oh, we had well, fire. We had a fire. It, it was didn't burn sad. down. Yeah. I feel like this is connecting on to that, to that yeah. Perry Perkle episode. It's just like, oh, oh, okay. That's I remember that part. That's why oh. I wanted to bring that yeah. up. Perry Perkle? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was yeah. really fun living by him because he'd go off on his adventures and come home and we'd get the first story every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <And> you know. <laughs> He's an amazing musician, though. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Absolutely. After his episode, they had, we had talked about his song Alien Scrapyard, and then I went and listened to it, and it's incredible it's so good the most amazing guitar player it was uh, yeah i was blown away as i was listening to it i was just Uh, everyone who's heard it is at a car swap (laughs) yeah Yeah, and they just didn't want to travel far so they just played here you know and so jimmy cooper was in there and uh lefty who passed away a few years ago was their bass player yeah and before that it was the Oh, what were they? Super D and the Double Chucks. I still have the shirt. Yep, I do too. I got and the Hoot Owls. And the Hoot Owls, yeah. Was Jimmy part of the Dukes of Hubbard? Yeah. When we first moved here, yep. we just started getting aware of that whole group of young people. Timmy from the Turtles on bass. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And uh, Eric, shirtless man playing drummer. Drums. Oh, uh, he'd always a- take actual his shirt wolf. off. Actual, actual wolf. wolf, yeah. yeah actual wolf. <laughs> uh, yeah, Eric Pollard. Yeah. <laughs> Take his shirt off. <laughs> it's like, put it back on. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so that's the fun side of school and pottery and community. And I think it's such a hard thing to tour and travel as a band. And I think of how hard it is to tour with a truckload of pottery. I just, I've played so many art festivals where. Even the Park Point Art Festival, where all of a sudden it's like torrential rain yeah. and four inches of water in your <laughs> yeah. tent. You know, it's like lightning, thunder, yeah. tornadoes. Like how many? It's awesome. What's What's the farthest you've traveled with your whole pottery showcase? Uh, Louisville. That Louisville. You have been there. Home of the Jug Bands. I just drove through <laughs> there. I just drove through there this month. That's a cool town. They have good food there. We were on a no-toll uh, navigator setup, so we went right downtown and over the bridge. Nice. And it was great. It's a great town. I have a friend who owns three restaurants there, so we love going there because we just, like, eat our way across town. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what is it? The something brown? That's, like, the main thing they have there? It doesn't sound good to me. It's, like... No, he like makes something good brown. food. It's like the something brown. It's like what Louisville's known. Lo- yeah, Louisville. I don't, I don't have enough yeah, marbles in my know. mouth. Ah, Louisville. Yeah, you can't put any consonants yeah. in there. Yeah. Louisville. <laughs> <laughs> you know you're from. But Duluth. that's probably the farthest. I guess Louisville. I guess I've been out to D.C. for an art show, with, yeah. and you drove there with pottery. Yeah. I just drove there too this month. Yeah. Huh. That was cool. That's, That's got to be a little nerve wracking. Nah, you know, you just. I mean, go. I guess you It's a good way to well. see the country. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would just. I would just be so. Got to have a lot of yeah. bubble wrap. I you do. Is yeah. That, yeah. Is it just a lot of packing and packing? A lot well? of packing, unpacking. Yeah. Um, but it's okay. Hopefully, you come back with an empty van. You know, right. once while that ideally, happens. Right. Yeah. yeah. Finally, you can sleep in the van again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. You don't have to get a hotel room. But it's That's fun. Incentive. You know, you get to eat different food. And there's this. I don't know if it's like. It's not the same with music, but when you go to art fairs. And you do the same ones, you meet people that you only see there oh. or at other art fairs. Like, I never see them here. And it's this weird little subculture that's really kind of fun. It is like that in music if you're, like, especially if you're in a genre. Like, mm-hmm. when I was really touring long, 30 shows in 30 days yeah. in the ska music scene, it would be like the ska kids would come out, the ska bands would come out. You'd all be friends. You'd all stay on each other's couches. Yep. You'd all eat cheap ramen together and cheap beer and yeah it was like yeah you know it's like everyone's broke and everyone's <laughs> helping each other out you know that's cool is that neat though it's, it's so it's kind of like the camper world you know it's just a whole little subculture of america oh yeah I, we played an airstream convention this year and oh, fun. those guys are nuts about ooh, airstreams ooh. <laughs> i've been kind of cruising those sites on a camper because oh, oh, <laughs> we go to music festivals and we're camping and it's just like oh that sucks you know it yeah, starts raining and you're on the ground yeah yeah yeah, it's, yeah it's one thing if it's dry yeah. but yeah yeah what's you know. the worst memory the most disastrous weather event at a pottery show because it seems terrible everything's so breakable yeah and you have the little f- yeah flaps you have to have heavy tent. stuff <sighs> 
Well, There's too many a few. to count. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the no. very first one I did was in Duluth. Probably the worst weather town. <laughs> yeah, it was like Labor Day. No one's in town. They're all at the cabin. So, of course, nobody came. And somebody we know set it up. <laughs> and there was five of us there. And this huge wind came and knocked my display over. And every single pot oh. I had smashed oh, on the ground, which was kind of fate critiquing the quality. But... <laughs> <laughs> it was a bummer. So we get all yeah. packed up to leave in the middle of it. And the it's organizer's like, man. you guys can't leave. Like, yeah, screw that. And we all just went to the bar. There you go. <laughs> but no, we've been in tornadoes and wow. lightning and floods. Oh. And oh, yeah, yeah it's, it's crazy. One time we were down in Kansas City. My husband and I and we were on Sunday. All these tornadoes came, like a billion tornadoes came. It was ridiculous. They counted like. 47 the next day or something like that in Kansas wow. City. And and partway into the day, the organizers ran through and said, get out. You have to go. <laughs> Tornadoes are coming. So we're like, hard. I have never seen a show like packed down faster in my life. I was literally throwing furniture to Tom <laughs> over people's heads to put in the van, crammed it all in there. And we got in and it, there's nothing going on. So we're all like, let's go to lunch. So a bunch of us from Duluth and Minneapolis went to lunch to try to see what happens next. We had lunch and then we're sitting there and nothing's going on. No tornadoes. What the heck, man? Whatever. So Tom and I look at each other and go, let's drive home. So we get in the van. I don't know if you know what Kansas City is like, but yeah. there's this huge bluff on one side and the river where all the yep. cattle yards are on one side. And on the southern part of that, it's like a little Italian city. <laughs> Brookside. We were at Brookside. It's like the downtown part of Kansas City is a mimic of an Italian city. It's beautiful because there's all this insurance money there. <gasps> so we come around the backside where it's all pretty from the restaurant, and we come around the big old cliff, and we are on the freeway, and we see that the the sky is dark green, and it's touching the ground everywhere. It's just like, oh, my God, mortar. <laughs> and we can't get off the freeway. So we're going, and we're like, what's going to happen? It starts raining and blowing and hailing, and the wind's whipping, and shit's flying around, and all the cars are pulling to the side. And we kind of went underneath a overpass or where a, a road crossed over the freeway to kind of wait it out to get to the next exit, and a two-by-four went through our windshield. We oh. saw it coming. We ducked, and it went into the van and went into the back oh. and broke the windshield. And we're like, well, God, now what? <laughs> Oh my oh god. My. So we went, That's incredible. we went to the next exit and went underneath like one of those big canopies that the gas station has. Because yeah, it yeah. was raining. Sure, yeah. And went in and we're like, uh, can we stay like, here a while? We don't have a windshield, you know? And there was a motel right there. So we're like, well, screw it. We'll just get the money that's in there. If somebody steals shit, they do. <laughs> Go in the motel, no lights. It's just storming all night. Go to sleep at like eight because it's dark and you're like, oh, well, we might as well go to bed. There's, yeah, no, right. there's no TV. <laughs> and uh, we got up in the morning and it was just beautiful sunshine out. We opened the door and there's just debris everywhere. And they actually came and fixed my windshield right quick. I was shocked. And we went on our way and heading north out of town. It was just like cars in the ditch and parts of houses on the road and like whole swaths just creamed. Oof. And you That's never insane. got a nail in the tire or nothing? No. That's insane. It was crazy. It was a two-by-four. Oh, my God. Window. So we go, we go home, and, we're, and everybody, we didn't have cell phones back then. Oh, I suppose, right, yeah. There was right. no cell phones in the whatever, 2002 or whatever. You had a calling card, the 1-800. Yeah, right. Well, well, so we get home, and everybody's freaking out because they knew we drove into that, but they had stayed in the city, so mm -hmm. everybody's like, they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> I get a billion things on my answering machine. And oh, yeah. Card, are you okay? Beep. <laughs> Beep. So that was fun. <laughs> they don't know you're alive for two days. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, indoor shows are just not as exciting. Well, they, how could they compete with that? No. No. <laughs> mm -mm. And so do you, do you you still go around art shows? Not many. Not, no. Okay. Um, I do a couple of studio sales that are like tours, like that mm. St. Croix River Valley Pottery Tour. That's a really fun one. So I get to see potters from all over the country, and a lot of people come to it, oh. and we eat really well. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so I do that more. My shop's good now. I don't really have to do a bunch of little shows anymore. 
I suppose, yeah. We have a lot of tourism in Duluth. Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. Well, and we didn't talk about your shop, too, because when you were renting this whole time, Karin was always like, here, Vinny, buildings, let me know. (laughs) I want to find an old broken building to fix up that I can afford. And that's like Molly. (laughs) You found a a broken building. It's a good thing I was really naive (laughs) about it. (laughs) (laughs) So Karin bought that and renovated the whole thing. Well, you were my model. Yeah, dude, insane it, insanity. I, I know. Is that crazy? He's like, if he can do it, I could try. <laughs> <laughs> no, but totally renovated an old paint store and yeah, oh, oh, yeah, and it, it does look great. It's on. It's in the craft uh, district. Yeah, nineteen twenty-four West Superior Street yep. here in Duluth. The Lincoln Parks Crafts District. Yeah. yeah. Are you part of the Mardi Gras party? The what? The Mardi Gras party Mar- that Mardi Gras? Mar- I can't say it. Mardi Mardi Gras. Mardi I was thinking Lauryville. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the bourbon st- or what is it that's happening? I, I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't about. know. What when is or is it Mardi Is there Gras? a Mardi Gras thing happening? I guess in I the craft district. Well, tell you me. Know, yeah, right. So so not enough time. When is it? You gotta get firing. Yeah, it's usually in February, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, went there once to Mardi Gras, but I don't remember much of it. <laughs> I went there not during Mar- Mardi I can't even say I quit. It's better to go when it isn't. <laughs> it was so much better, and I just yeah. would walk by Bourbon Street and maybe look down each way and just keep going. <laughs> yeah, There's better music, because during Mardi Gras, all the musicians flee. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've mentioned with, along with uh, the art shows, and there's lots of uh, community involved. Oh, and the, the the empty bowl, that was the other thing. And I know you've been around and stuff. Do you find that Duluth is kind of like, what am I asking? I mean, you know. <laughs> do we rock? Is Duluth a good place? Is, oh, or, yeah. Yeah. Do you, I mean, yeah, do you find it beneficial to be here to to, to support your business? Like, oh, like, like, would it work anywhere else, do you think? Oh, well, not oh, that yeah. it wouldn't work, but yeah, like... Yeah, you could do it anywhere. It would just be different. Right, well, um, I suppose. I, I right. think it's been interesting, like, when I moved here in 98... When did you move here? 95. Yeah, so when I moved here in 98, there wasn't a lot going on. Um, the arts were not really happening too much, kind of. They were There was some galleries in ra- that, the but... And there was good music in that, but it... Because of people like Jason... Um, taking the challenge or taking the plunge and doing, like, out here. He did this out here in West Duluth. And like, you're crazy, man. And, right. and look what you've done. You've yeah. created a cool scene. But the, the, there's there's interesting things about that. Because there wasn't a lot going on, and I've been around a lot of places, it's easy to be a big fish in a small pond or better yet, a medium fish in a medium pond mm-hmm. here because – there's a lot. There was a lot of room to make things happen. It's not like I was smart enough to know that then, but but I've always just been eager to do stuff, right? So right. there was a lot of room for if you did this little thing because there wasn't much going on. Man, you could get the press there. You could get TV cameras so easy because they wanted some positive thing that's going on in Duluth rather than nobody has a job, yeah. you know. <laughs> and and there's been this huge transition here, especially through 08 and 2010. You know, there's with a young mayor that we had first when Donnie was first in and focusing on making this town for young people be a good place for both not just jobs, not just school, but a place to live and have cool things to do and be part of community. That has happened in the last 20 years here, like amazingly. And it's a whole lot of people that have made that happen. I think it's just, it was like this mindset that went forward and happened. And because of that, we have a really cool town to be in. I mean, it's a beautiful spot. Right. You can't beat this place for that. I've lived a lot of places. It's just as good as everywhere else, you know. Or I, better. I could use some I shrimp, think... though. But you know, oysters. Yeah, the oyster. I miss the ocean, but See, but that's but what you travel cool. for, right? Well, yeah, and, yeah. and it's like it, it is a really good place to be, and I think that's because so many young folks in our community have come here or were already here that have decided to make this their home and grow it rather than leaving because they didn't have anything to do. And and that is to great advantage to old people like me because now I don't have to do all the work anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's really been interesting watching that change here, and we've seen it in the and, time and the we've been here. And the community, I think, in Duluth. So so you want to try to do something. There's it some seems like there's a lot of support, mm-hmm. and even like specifically in the music side, mm-hmm. say 
you have this kind of band, but a metal band, but like folk bands connect and support each other. Yeah. And it's like there's cross support probably because it is a smaller market, but the bigger the city, it's so niche, it's so sharp. Yeah. And you have to be so finely tuned to even get noticed where Duluth, I think you can have a little more, f- the pace is mellower. It's not mm-hmm. LA. It's not mm-hmm. bam, bam, open mics are 15 minutes, not three minutes. You know, everything's a little slower, a little mm-hmm. more open, a little more forgiving. And yeah, yeah, you you can always polish and sharpen and move mm-hmm. to bigger markets, but mm-hmm. it's, it's a sweet spot to be, you know. It is. It's really nice And inspiring, here. you know, a natural yes. beauty of, of oh, yeah. everything that you can do in Duluth yeah. versus most places. I mean, you get all the seasons. You, you, yeah. Well, not this year, but. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's like. I saw mm. snow. I, 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 I was skiing melting. today. I was skiing oh, today, but it was like this oh much snow. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and what's interesting here is it, we must be doing something right, because look at the incubator for music this place is. Holy Seriously. man, the music yeah. that comes out of this town. Oh, and well, you're talking incredible. about talking about young people. I mean, I know anytime I come here on an open mic night, it is full of young musicians yep. yeah. who are here to support each other and 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 play for each other. So. And the movie industry keeps popping. Yep. You, you were just working that. on a movie. And yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I've worked on a few productions. And, oh, cool. And and just it's like a production assistant, mm-hmm. but you know it's something. And yeah. and the, it's more are presumably coming. I haven't heard anything in a little while. Oh no, I did hear there. Uh, I just heard they're casting uh, extras. Yeah, maybe I saw they, that. Maybe they they probably did that already for something they're shooting coming up. I guess. Hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> among other things, I love I, it. I, yeah, I think I think. Well, there's it's, a it's ballet. There's a symphony. Yeah, there, it, you know, I mean, there's multiple theaters. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's exactly, what I always yeah. tell people when they ask me about Duluth. It's like, well, we have the symphony and we have the orchestra and we have theaters and we have all sorts of fun things to do and outdoor things to do. And I have bears in my yard. I, I have and video I cool. have video yeah. of bears in my yard and hopefully there's gonna be a new Palestinian restaurant opening. I know soon. I can't wait. It it is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's officially announced, but it's so no, exciting. No, no, it's been in the paper and everything. Oh yes. Yes. Out where the London New London, new London Cafe, Cafe. Oh. is gonna be uh Lila and her Isn't family. Isn't that exciting? Oh, well, that's yeah. really exciting. Which wasn't oh, so far oh, away. Well. It's not that far. I know. Well, and Tom works at the EPA, so you can pick it up on the way it's home. It's just a long, skinny town. Get through <laughs> it. It is. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. But, you know, another thing about, I think, why we work so well together is, like, when that economic downturn happened in 08, it's happened in a lot of places around the country, but it really did happen here big time. We watched it. You know, people like Tom Hansen with the Duluth Grill and folks that are local – business people wanting to keep it local, using local stuff and all that, rather than like looking to big box crap to come in and save our butts when that happened, we went even more inward and helped each other. And it created this huge local scene that's really rocking it because we did that. I feel like and it's very strong because of it. I feel like it's a different timeline because of that too. Yeah. I didn't know things were going that wrong until I was like, why don't I have any money in the bank anymore? <laughs> oh, why? And then I'm like, oh, shoot, everything's really expensive now, and I'm totally oblivious. You know? I know, it's crazy. I, but I don't really like being a business person. I like to <laughs> just have a clubhouse. So, yeah. I mean, I'm no, sure. I always like to say, just so I can buy more clay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is, is that how you guys view being a business owner? Is that it's like a means to an end? It's like, well, I'll I'll run this cafe, but it's really just so I can have my space so that I can play music. And I'll have my storefront, but it's really just so I can make pottery. I like it, though. You 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 like well, some parts. You, you like. Yeah. yeah. I do. I you know, you know, like now that it's bigger, when I got this place and there's, I actually have employees and stuff. Oh, wow. Um, well, if you had to ship, say if, 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 yeah. if, imagine if you had 20 other stores in yeah. other cities oh. and you had to organize. Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, All no, of a sudden, no, no. not fun. Not no, cool. no, no, not fun. Because no. yeah. that isn't the point of it. I'm still trying to get that bowl in people's hands. Yeah. Sure. And I really believe in that. And so the increase in the income for our business. Helps pay for all the people that work there now, which is great. I wanted to cover that. But it also, um, you know, there's like 20 other artists I'm supporting a little bit by them having their work in my gallery and me buying it or paying them a consignment price or whatever. I really like that. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. learning to be a business person, and I'm not great at it, but I haven't screwed it up too bad yet, is uh, it's, it's kind of, it's not a price, but it's a tool 
for doing the good things I want to do, like having a little bit of gravitas to help those other artists make a living is really exciting to me because they should be doing that because artists and musicians, that's what they should be doing is what they love so they can share it with all of us because that's the gravy in the world. But I like that part that it can be slightly organized enough for that to happen. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like I'm if I make money, I don't know, whatever. I'm fine. (laughs) You know, but it's and the other part is having the employees there that uh, can help help them on their way to do whatever it is they want to do, too. You know, we work together as a great team, but it's really fun having young people there and going, hey, you know, if you try this, it's going to go really good. (laughs) It's like teaching without having to deal with academia. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, But it's really, it's fun. It's like, it is kind of that. You you do the business part so you can have the fun parts. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I did the fun part, and then I had to do some business part because it was like, oh, you're just going to be done real soon if you, yeah, you gotta, start yeah. fixing this and real I, quick. And, and, and I had a lot of help with that part, so I'm oh I'm yeah, glad. Northeast you know, Entrepreneurial Fund. Well, and also amazing. like wa- working for artists along the way, watching what they do was really good. I learned okay, I learned how to fire a pot in school. Maybe got a little bit of critique, so I don't make as many ugly things. But <laughs> working with other artists that are out there making a living like training me on how to do an art fair or whatever that yeah. kind of stuff was really that's i learned way more doing that than in school school should teach you business because any artist is a single business yeah. owner yep. <sighs> you know yeah, that's true. so stupid it, 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 uh, uh, any it any art school should definitely have like Business. You should elements. have to take like a marketing class or something. Not even honestly. marketing, like yeah, literal like, business. How, like, how do you like balance your checkbook? Oh, well, and, I guess and, yeah, and that's just like too. that's just like you high would, school. You should learn that shit for your house. And you yeah, have a yeah. dream. <laughs> it costs this much. Yeah. It, it's like you're gonna finance an album. You're gonna buy studio time, and you're right. gonna mix it, and you're gonna master, it, and you're gonna print it. And then you're going to go on tour with a van and a trailer, mm-hmm. and you're gonna have musicians mm-hmm. with you in a van for years yeah and and what's your what's your strategy to pay that back and and have the band actually make a living so they Mm -hmm. can actually be a band instead of go you know actually i want to have a regular life and (laughs) maybe have a family or whatever but you know it's Mm -hmm. like it would really help if you weren't just eating ramen and natural light you know on a ration yeah I mean, it would really help keep the band together, yeah. you know, if you yeah. had a plan, you yeah. know, right. any kind of business sense. That's a good point. That's but a that's very good that's point. some business sense there too, because yeah. you're like, wow, this van takes a lot of gas. This van tires fall off, and yeah, you know, yeah, shoot, this yeah. club said and they'd you, give us five hundred, but they only gave us a hundred, and we didn't oh, have a contract or right. whatever. You know, yep. it's endless. Know. Yeah. Yep. Or you make all the CDs, and you think, well, we'll sell them for ten dollars a piece, but then you're like, well. We need to mail them to the press and postage and a free album. Now, all of a sudden, you put out 400 of your 1,000 albums for press and marketing and promotion and postage. And now you're like, well, now now we just broke even if we sell every album just to pay for the postage. And the, you know, it's like, but you don't know that until you're, you know. So you're going, well, wait a second. Every visa's maxed out. And then when you learn it, you're saying, God, I hope I remember this next time. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Shame on me. Oh, my God. So true. Yeah, it's just dumb little things like, no, don't do stuff for free. Oh. Everybody wants, when you're a musician or an artist, they want stuff for free. Like when the hospital wants me to like give them stuff for their fundraiser, I'm like, great. Then that scan I just had, you can cover that. (laughs) Exactly right. (laughs) They can't afford it. Well, like I, I don't know about you guys, but when you're an artist, you cannot write off those donations. Oh, really? You can just just the expense of it. All on the expense. Okay, you bought the clay, but not your time. But it doesn't cover my lights, or my rent, or my time. My thirty-five years of experience. You already wrote it off in a different way, and it's Mm -hmm. they call it double dipping. But at the same time, well, I could sell this for a profit Mm -hmm. if I didn't give it away. Right. And then in our tiny community, it's really hard because uh, people want to go get a deal at the auction. 
and then they don't get it from you. And it's like, well, the auction isn't paying taxes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's kind of yeah. interesting. Yeah, you you, like I think it's over. good to pick your battles on it is. anything. And so when you, like the empty bowl, you put your heart right. into it and it I was worth it and it was rewarding. That. So, yeah. and I think that's anyone, any business, any artist, anyone who is asked to donate time, mm-hmm. I think if, if you really... Get get to a point where it's too much. You then that's where you have to make a decision. I am mm-hmm. going to do one a month, one a, whatever right. your, whatever it is, and then you right. pick. It's like you curate it. I'm going to mm-hmm. donate to this because I support this, mm-hmm. or you have tiers. I'll do five big things, yeah. but I'll do twenty little things, right. or whatever. Right. You, you yeah. come up with something that you can still be involved but it, it you don't have to kill yourself exactly. doing you, yeah. you you'll run and out of and energy you want to give a lot but it's it's hard you know you're not making much well, remember yeah, when i right? first started yeah. working over at the in superior i was looking to buy a building then way back then i've been looking for a long time and i went and i figured out what my finances were which was you know beyond my shoebox and my ledger paper mm. with debits and credits and tried to figure out like what my business was really about and and figured out I was making like three dollars an hour. <laughs> and I decided to never figure that out again. Yeah. <laughs> I I'd rather just Tina, not, Tina no. with her sourdough, I'm like, Well, how much does this cost? And she's like don't do that. You get so mad. I'm like, I think you're only making three dollars an hour. She's like, stop it, dude. Never say that. It's again. like two in the morning, and she's sweating in the kitchen. <laughs> well, I know I've worked for. Well, my first job oh, yeah. actually paid two seventy five an hour. That yeah. sucks, but <laughs> that was my first yeah. wage, two seventy five yeah. an hour. Oh, but, oh, for some reason I thought you said you paid two seventy five no. an hour. Oh yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's a horrible deal. No, that's what musicians do for exposure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember somebody coming to me. I, to do some fundraiser that I didn't agree with anyway. And and he's like, well, you'll get exposure. And I said, look, honey. Whoa. Honey. <laughs> That's some serious I talk. could walk <laughs> naked down Superior Street, downtown Duluth, and get less exposure than I already have. <laughs> there you go. This, this January, not as much exposure, but certain months, you'd get a lot of exposure. And he was like. It was oh. great. Dodge <laughs> Robson. I don't need exposure. <laughs> Thanks, pal. <laughs> well, well, I think this was great. Good. Babble, babble. There's got to be something fun in here. I yeah, think so. I mean, it's been like- well, yeah, if you're around on Memorial Weekend, if we're doing it again, I we planned on it last year. At Dovetail on Sunday is going to be the jug band thing again. When is Memorial, that? It's like Memorial, Memorial Weekend, but the, the, end of the May. Sunday. End of May. Yeah. Mm-hmm. End of May. So, you know, for a few years there, Kyle would bring his band Kyle when Ola. I first met him, but they're so busy now. They didn't, But they were killer. They took it. The one here used to be at Amazing Grace, and the prize, was it the fish skinner? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's the fish. It was a fish skinner, like catfish skinner, <laughs> that you had to think. I'm thinking of all the truck band things I've been to, and the prizes that, that there were. It's quite the prize. It was, and it you know it's like a board with a clip on it that oh, you put the tail of the fish oh, okay, on. Oh, okay, I do skin know. Yeah, no. northern uh, board. But I don't know. The, I, I the, the competition in the cities, which is quite a hoot nanny, and it's days now because there's so many bands. At the caboose, it's coming up. I gotta go. It's so fun. The prize there is a waffle. Oh no, no, the fish skinner was up in Effie. So the one in the cities is a waffle maker, and then the one at up at the Amazing Grace was a kumkaka iron. And so when you won, you got to have your band's name uh, inscribed on it or carved on, and then it passes from. And ours came on like a big purple pillow in a wooden case wow. and all this stuff. Well, do you have to wait, or does someone have a Dremel and they go, Well, ah. you bring it to somebody or you Dremel it on, whatever. <laughs> I Dremeled ours on. It wasn't right there but at the then, moment. And Effie, they had the fish skinner. And there's different ones around, different uh, jug band cop- And they're a hoot because really good musicians come to them, and then all these weird people come out of the woodwork. And there have to be at least three handmade instruments in it, like a gut bucket bass, a washboard, or um, a kazoo or something like that, like a non-traditional band thing. 
people make weird things out of all sorts of stuff for it. Like and the then cigar there's, box guitar. Yeah, fiddles and fiddles and banjos and all that crap. And it's usually a giant group on the stage. It's hilarious. And but it I got be, pretty good at miking up those uh, yeah. washtub basses. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got them so I could get them pretty loud. Mm-hmm. It was kind of fun. It's, it's like. Fun. Dum, dum, dum. Yeah, <laughs> that's some work though. You'll take a finger off playing oh, those. Yeah, it that's depends why on how it's made. Like like Stephanie's is really nice to play. That Dennis made. Oh, but it has a different string. It's not yeah, like a wire. Yeah, she has a different string on there. No, you can usually if you use a the thickest weed whipper cord, it's the best sound. I was you know I was gonna ask if you what you use as as strings in that. Yeah, some people use that. Some use rope, but that's like. Yeah, yeah I can't. It's really. Yeah. Bleh. Yeah. 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 The satisfying music. And then, of course, the jug. You have to have a jug. How many people have passed out on stage (laughs) trying to play the jug? I almost did once. I mean, it's like, I love it. I love this sound. I love this sound. I don't feel very alive. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's a. Well, it's been a fun blast. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for coming. That was fun. This will be interesting. Now you're going to have to listen to yourself talk. Oh, f- I hate that. Oh.